Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. Before we dive into our story and talk about a lot of interesting stories, I think one of the coolest things has been becoming a parent and becoming so much more aware of how we want to set up the environment for our kids' feet in particular to help them continue to develop. And I want you to know it's never too late, even though you might have stuck your feet in some really tight cleats growing up or just told you have to wear orthotics for the rest of your life, though orthotics can have a place and a time, what really helps to bring strength and mobility to our feet the way that they're intended to be used is getting more barefoot, getting out in nature, not wearing shoes. But if you have to wear shoes for protection, wearing more of a barefoot shoe. Vivo Barefoot Shoes allows this. It forms to your foot naturally, the way that our foot is supposed to be naturally spread, allowing your toes to have access to full mobility, allowing your foot to be able to pronate and supinate as it needs to in order to be able to build the strength at the bottom of your foot. So if you have not explored this yet, I really encourage you to try out some Vivo Barefoot Shoes. We have a 15% off code only for our podcast listeners. That link is down below. You can go into our show notes and just click the link in our show notes or just head to VivoBarefoot.com and enter code T-O-B when you're going to check out because this is going to get you 15% off of a pair, whether it's for your kid, whether it's for yourself, and really help to set up a better environment to continue to build that strength and mobility that we need in our feet. So today we're doing something a little more fun for the podcast. Not that talking about <laughs> diagnoses and different parts of the body aren't as fun, but we just get to talk about ourselves, our story, why we're interested in PT, how we met, how things developed through COVID, especially why we started the podcast. We just realized we haven't really done an introduction or a who are we episode since the very beginning and we're 340 plus episodes in now so wanted to do a little bit more of a who are we why do we do this and what are we doing now episode yeah pretty wild to know how long we have been doing this and if you heard our episode from the very beginning of who we are i think that was episode two that we did it yeah that we did an introduction two. Um, thank has, you for being here. <laughs> right, if you've listened that to that one. <laughs> yeah, and a lot has changed since then. It was funny, I was talking with uh, our editor who helps edit some of the podcast stuff. Yeah. And it was his like three, it was his work anniversary with us. And I just said like, oh my gosh. And he said something like, yeah, man, three years already. But I'm like, no, that was 2020. It's been four years Four years in April, we released this podcast for the first time. So it's crazy. That is crazy. That we've been doing this four years already. Um, like I said, over 340 episodes in. I don't know. I didn't, when we started it, I don't know if we knew what we were gotten our, what we got ourselves into, but here I know. we are. I know. All right. I want to take a quick pause from our story to talk to you about hydration and not just hydrating with water but making sure we're getting back in those valuable and essential electrolytes like sodium, potassium, and magnesium that we are losing naturally throughout the day. That's why Jen and I drink Element every single day. 
One, because it gets us those electrolytes that we need for our body to operate at its most optimal level, but also it tastes delicious. If you haven't had Element before, they have so many great flavors like raspberry, citrus, watermelon, and even some chocolate and spicy flavors that can help spice up your day, literally, and keep you hydrated. Because of the taste, I just keep coming back to my bottle of water so much more often throughout the day. Making sure our electrolyte levels are at their optimal state can improve things like our drowsiness, fatigue that we feel throughout the day. Even bowel movements and sleep can improve if you're making sure you're replenishing those as you go through your day. So go down to the link in the show notes. Make sure you check out drinkelement.com backslash optimal. That's element spelt out like L-M-N-T. And you get a free sample pack with every single order so you can make sure to try out some of those other flavors and know which one you like best when you inevitably come back to get more. That's drinkelement.com backslash optimal. Well, let's say, you know, okay, a reintroduction of who we are. Yeah. How, what got you to PT? I mean, so as you know, Dominic Fraboni, Dr. <laughs> Dom, I really didn't know what exactly I wanted to go into when I went into school. Um, I actually thought I wanted to be a choir director. <laughs> That's the first thing I declared my major for music education, wanted to be a choir director, loved choir, music, everything throughout all of high school and growing up. And then like a couple of weeks before I went to school, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to go into music. I don't want to study it, do it as a living. Like yeah. it's a great hobby. What else can I do? And I was on with like the admissions people and just said, let's go pre-health something. I did. I knew I didn't want to be a doctor. My dad's a doctor. He does amazing work. I knew I didn't really want to deal with that type of schedule. Mm -hmm. I already think I was starting to form some of my own issues with the medical system at, at that point, you know, even before I went to school. Um, but I didn't really, I wasn't really convinced physical therapy was the thing. Cause even the person on, you know, at, in admissions or whatever was like, oh, why don't you go just pre-physical therapy? There's a lot of different things you can go from if you take that route. Mm -hmm. so let's do that. And I was doing observation. And the thing that really convinced me, the thing that really spoke to me is I was observing in this clinic, um, which by today's standard, you might consider more of one of the physical therapy mills, as people call it. Um, and again, when we say physical therapy mill, we talk about clinics that just churn a lot of people through. You're you're with the actual physical therapist, person to person, hands on for ten to fifteen minutes. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're with a tech doing exercises, stuff like that. Not to say all of those are bad, but you just get not as much one on one time with the therapist th themselves. The thing that I loved and that completely sold me on physical therapy was the two guys in the clinic that I was observing with. Um, just the energy they brought and how they treated the people. They, they talked to them so much more about their lives mm -hmm. and about how they were doing emotionally and brought them in with a joke and sent them out with a smile on their face. And I said something like that to one of the guys that I was observing with. And he said, uh, to this day, something that just sticks with me, he said, you know, we treat people up here and he points to his temples, <laughs> you know, between the ears and we treat people in the heart before we ever look anywhere else on their body. And he said, if we can manage to do that, then we will win. We will 100%. win before we, before we even start to treat their pain area. 
And that was really profound to me because it just showed the extra layer that you get as a physical therapist. And again, they were working hands on, hands on with people for 10 to 15 minutes, but it was an open gym concept. So you're always there. You're always able to shout at the patient across the room and, and be a part of that care. So that sold me. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, we treat them physically, but we are always there for them emotionally, mentally, and can help work through some of those major barriers that people have. And then that's when I was sold, got into PT school and yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my moment when I knew, okay, physical therapy is it for me. Let's do this. I feel like I was in a very similar clinic knowing that I didn't want to be in that clinic because of how little time that the therapist actually got to spend. But as a, as an aide, I got a ton of experience. I loved it as an aide. Because <laughs> yeah, we did a lot, which, uh, you know, in those physical therapy meals, that's the, that's the risk that you take as a patient. You're spending a lot of time with an aide who hasn't gone through the, the full doctor of physical therapy program, might not even have gone through college yet, and you're spending majority mm-hmm. of your time with them as a patient. But for me, you know, I did not know I wanted to go into physical therapy, I guess kind of similar. I just knew that I was always fascinated with the body. I Hmm. coached gymnastics um, and I started then dabbling into Pilates as well because at the gym that I was coaching at, um, a woman came in and she was giving like anyone who coached could take her Pilates boot camp, and I was the one coach who showed up every single time, even if like none of her clients, she was like, all right, you're here. I'm, and so she started, I, I had like one-on-ones with her. It was amazing. And it just like led me into this. Pilates seemed very similar to gymnastics in, in the <laughs> ways of conditioning and what we did with our bodies. And so I, I fell in love with it. But I was always left with like questions, <laughs> like when coaching gymnastics, it was like, well, why am I taping this ankle? And is this really helping? And, you know, okay, I can modify around someone's pain issue in Pilates and make sure they don't have knee pain or wrist pain, but why are they having that pain? And where's that really stemming from? And so I felt like I was always wanting to understand the body more and yeah. As I was working as a physical therapy aide in a clinic, so I was there for three and a half years, I think, working in, in this clinic. And it was amazing because, I mean, they turned over 150 to 200 patients a day, which is a lot of patients a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you would keep track of, you know, you had a, a therapist or a couple therapists you were with and you were managing all their patients. And so you had a whole list of like, okay, this person has to be out the door by this time. And, and so you were like, okay, this person's on the table next, this person's on the table next. And meanwhile, you're also going through all of their, um, their chart of all our exercises. You're telling the, the PTO there, you know, this is seeming kind of easy. They need to progress. What should we do? And there's like, there's so much like back and forth and integration and you're getting them set up on hot pads and massages and all these different things. And it was like, you did so much as an aide. And I loved also watching a physical therapist watch movement you know, during an evaluation, I'd be like, what are they watching? And that's so cool. And what are they feeling with their hands? And so there's always this just like hunger to understand the body more. I loved anatomy, even through high school and into college. I loved just learning about the body. So that led me into kinesiology, which ultimately I was like, okay, I guess physical therapy is where I got to go. I don't love school, 
but I guess I have to be doing this a little bit more. Yeah, diving <laughs> into more. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting how we both started in these clinics that, again, we keep saying mills and I don't want to necessarily keep like referencing that as a bad thing. Like it's a way to reach a lot of people. And there's a lot of reasons clinics operate that way when it comes to reimbursement. And I what mean, it, insurance just kind of and what it takes for, PT, so. Yeah, what it takes for an outpatient clinic like that to be profitable and successful. Yes. Yeah. Like there's a lot of underlying issues there. Um, but how we both loved it so much as AIDS, but then when we were going through school, we're like, oh, we would never want to, <laughs> we would never <laughs> want to work there as the PT, yeah. you know, itself, like managing 40, 50, 60 patients a day coming through, yeah. coming through an individual clinic. So um, yeah, that's how we both essentially got interested in PT. Now let's get a little more personal with some fun facts. <laughs> so uh, what fun facts do you have for us today that people might not might not be aware of or might I not mean, know about you. I feel like my my first fun fact that always comes up for me is that I worked at Disneyland for a short summer as an acrobat in the parades. In the Fly, flying bug. In the Pixar play parade. <laughs> yes, I was a bug in the bug's life. I was, I guess, a Jesse, just like a girl, cowgirl flying around the bar. I was you were doing, the Jesse? No, because I wasn't like the character waving, but I was like a cowgirl flying and flipping around the bar. Yeah. And what was the, oh, and, and the, the a rat in Ratatouille. So a I was, rat. I, I, we were doing bungee <laughs> in this huge costume and this huge rat stuff. It was hilarious, hot. But that was like <laughs> somewhere of in California. But die. it was so fun to like, it was just a random experience of like, I heard someone say, oh, they're doing auditions. You kind of had to like know someone. So someone at Cal State Fullerton said that they it. were doing auditions and I just went with a friend and we were like, let's just go for fun and see what happens. And the person who let us know about the auditions did not get it, but me and my friend did. Because you were gymnasts. Because we were gymnasts and <laughs> yeah. we were like, oh gosh, maybe you That person wasn't a gymnast. No, and you could tell really bad. And it was, I felt bad because she really wanted it. Yeah. But at the same time, like... I feel like it's the gymnasts and the dancers. I, I know a family that would do that at Disney in Florida and they were all dancers. Yeah. And it's like, so they it was, they were a shoe in when they came to right. auditions. They're like, okay, they can actually dance. Like right. there exactly. are people. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And it was just fun. It was a fun job to have for a short summer. I couldn't maintain it once I was in school and doing everything else. That was during PT school. Oh, nice. Was it? I actually, don't know. I can't remember. No, maybe I that was know. undergrad still, but I was also coaching Pilates and I was, I don't know. There doing was always like a lot of stuff lot. going on. So I could only do it for a summer, but it was a fun gig for the summer. And also fun facts like, okay, First of all, I never saw myself as a business owner ever, ever, ever. Like going in PT school, I would say business pff, that's over my head. Like I'm going to work for someone. I'm going to be in the clinic. Like I'm going to be yeah. doing stuff. So I never thought I would be here. <laughs> First Still of feel all. like business is over both of our heads. Well, but it we're is. Figuring it out. Well, you're better at it. Than, <laughs> we're figuring thank it out. Goodness, you're, you're in this business as well. But like to then, you know, get on Good Morning America, like a short little thing clip it was like a few like a segment but it felt beneficial there was like all these followers that came after who really wanted to learn more about their body which was yeah. amazing and then to be on the cover of oxygen magazine like these are just things i would have never pictured for myself because i didn't ever picture myself as 
a business owner. I was shy growing up. I didn't want to be in the spotlight. So yeah, I feel like something people, a lot of people don't know about you or might not know about you is like even how your social media presence started to grow was through calisthenics yeah. <laughs> and the calisthenics world yeah. and that you competed in the first ever. Oh yeah, I forgot about that fun fact. <laughs> what was the, the Battle of the Bars or World something? Calisthenics Organization. Me and this other girl, Alisa, were the first females, which you look at the females today in calisthenics and they're wild, like beasts. Me and Alisa would have not been in it, but but we were the ones to like kind of first. lead the way, which is super fun. Um, yeah, that was a fun thing. Yeah, that's super cool. All right, me fun All facts. Right, fun facts. Dom has a me lot. fun facts. That's why it was like, I was going to just do a fun <laughs> fact, but then Dom had fun facts. <laughs> well, I mean, I already kind of mentioned one that I initially wanted to go into music education. Yeah. Because singing, acting, I mean, I've been in four different musicals now. Um, I played piano growing up for 10 years. I was in bands and jazz bands and chamber choirs and yeah, singing, acting, um, playing music has always been a huge part of what I do, what I'm passionate about growing up. So um, that's one thing a lot of people don't know about me. Another thing that I think is like more foundational than just the fun fact, because my family did some um, like mission type work. Uh, my dad's a doctor and delivers babies. And we went to a hospital in Ecuador where he was doing surgeries and stuff. And like the second half of our trip, all of the, not all of the hospital staff, but a lot of the hospital staff left because it was all volunteers. And they're like, we don't have anybody to help out in the operating rooms. So me and my older brother, we were 13 and 15 years old, got to help in the operating rooms. They kind of just started us out by using us as runners where we would run out, grab equipment that they might need, run back in, open it up. And then like after a few surgeries, my dad just kind of started pulling us closer and closer to the table and being like, okay, hold these retractors, hold this. To the point where, you know, after a few days of doing this, we were like fully helping him on in surgeries. And, and, and it's just kind of crazy because it's like something that would never happen in the States. And again, my dad did all the important stuff. <laughs> we weren't, know, we weren't there. Right, we, we weren't there doing stuff that put anyone at danger or at risk. Um, but the reason that this was just like so foundational for me is it showed the spectrum of like how people live and the services people rely on around the world to have a baby or to have like a vital procedure that they need coming to this volunteer hospital. And how grateful they were. We would go through, how we would walk through and do rounds with my dad in the recovery room after surgery and stuff. And they would just be so grateful. And I'm standing there like, if only you knew I'm 13 years old. <laughs> like, I was taller than most of the people in Ecuador still at that point. But like, yeah. Um, so that's a pretty crazy thing right there. And what else? I forget what else I was going to mention. Oh, I mean... Another fun special thing, Olympics. yeah, Special Olympics. I got involved with Special Olympics early in undergrad and just continued to stay involved. And again, that's a place that continued to make me more passionate about movement and bringing movement to everyone and seeing people that span the spectrum of mm -hmm. physical and intellectual ability uh, and just how happy they were when they did movement, when they could celebrate wins with each other in competition and stuff it was just like so fulfilling to me to be a part of that 
to help people overcome different movement barriers that they had. I did a lot of it when I was in PT school. So, you know, being able to work and educate, you know, these kids and adults through movement, regardless of what their physical or intellectual barriers were, um, super cool. And I learned a ton from that and how to work with people regardless of what their ability level was. So that, yeah, is another huge passion of mine that, you know, now that we have our own home, I, I still would love to get back into working with Special Olympics locally mm-hmm. Yeah, in whatever capacity I can. Yeah. So now that we talked about, you know, what made us PTs, that was the underlying thing of how we met because you're from Minnesota, I'm from California. Yeah. We probably wouldn't have met otherwise. Yeah. If we weren't both PTs and it's kind of funny because the APTA, which is the National Physical Therapy Association, essentially that lobbies and like helps pass different legislation and set direction for the profession. I was super involved, especially through PT school. Um, And there's a conference called Graham Sessions that is a smaller conference. It's more for private practice people or people who want to like move the profession forward. And how do we make a difference? How do we reach people differently? It's more of like a think tank and how we can continue to advance the profession and what we do and how we reach people. And Jen got asked last minute kind of to be a speaker for the event because of all the amazing things that you were doing outside of essentially what yeah, it was very different. It's very non-traditional. You yeah. were working online, getting clients online, having a program that you sold, you know, in a, in an online capacity, and that's very interesting to a lot of the traditional PTs because a lot of it is like, how do we reach more people and also make money while we do it so that we can have viable businesses? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was. I was coming off of a whole week of like an online conference summit thing and then coming straight into this weekend gram sessions and so in my head i was like oh it's just it's like i knew it was a small conference i'm like this is going to be just like a bunch of old pts and i'm gonna get in do my thing get out like (laughs) that was what i said i knew like one person going into this keaton right because she no karen oh karen yeah i knew keaton karen kind of was involved in asking you to do it Ke- keaton was involved yeah. so i kind of like knew who she was but i didn't know who i didn't i had never met her and so she had spoken to her but karen was also in like kind of the online community so i knew who she yeah. was um and so coming in you know i came in late on a friday night i was so tired they were going to dinner and so i remember i had like seen dom when we were all standing around for dinner it's not just all old (laughs) old crusty pts well everyone was super nice and everyone was like no not old and you know we sat down at the table you sat at a different table and i kind of noticed like oh that guy's cute but like whatever and i just sat at the table and was gonna have dinner and go back to the hotel room yeah and i also noticed (laughs) when you rolled someone doing a pistol squat I, I I saw you before that because again small conference and you know especially when you're involved in the community you know most of the people there yeah and I saw you roll in with your suitcase to the bar that the initial yeah. event was at and I was like oh new person <laughs> okay great kind of cute <laughs> but then when we're at dinner she really had to 
show her stripes. No, I show was off asked a little to bit. do it. I was well because I saw other people standing in a circle around you, and I'm like, man, she's really popular for not having <laughs> been around at all. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to me that much. And then I I see some other people trying to like grab their foot and failing to do a pistol squat. <laughs> and then I just see Jen, perfect form, grab her leg, straight straight leg, drop down, do a pistol squat and come back up. And I'm like, whoa. It was a mating call. It was, it was her mating dance across the room that- At a PT conference. <laughs> that was noticed <laughs> by yeah. another one, individual. Well, we ended up going to dinner and then afterwards walking out with a couple of the women who we're I met. We're in Austin, met. Texas too, by the way. I don't we're think we Austin, said that. We're in Austin, Texas. Yeah. We did not we're say Austin. that. So we walk out On and Sixth I'm Street. going to go back to the hotel room. On 36th Street. I guess people say it's... Though the music is going and... I got music. My soul loves dancing and music. We both love dancing. Like so, so much. Yeah. So I start hearing it and I was like, well ladies do you kind of want to like stay out a little bit <laughs> and this group of the young pts that you know i i hang out with a bit too like that's the prerogative after all the <laughs> conference yeah. stuff it's like let's go out and dance yeah <laughs> that's like what everyone's always looking for so they were like sure and so we ended up going i think to a bar that some it was a people, piano bar yeah some people are at and i'm already tired i wanted to dance not yeah. just like hang out and sway and i know <laughs> and this group I'm, i gotta say they're a force so like even if it's a piano bar i was expecting to go in and like we'll start the dance floor move yeah. tables aside we'll get things started but it was a bit slow it was slow and was i was like okay slow. i'm about to fall asleep and then someone came up to me and said we're going to a different bar do you want to go yeah i think steph was leading the charge she's just like i feel what? like it was someone else who said yeah. it and I was like, I was like, yeah, I do want to dance. And then I saw you walk out and I was like, okay, let's go. Let's, let's follow. follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> and so ended up going to another bar that had more dance space, oh, yes. dance floor. Dance music. Dance music. It was the type of bar where they're pouring shots in people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. It was wild. But again, at that point, we are all circled up. Yeah. Dancing. And that's when I start to notice Jen even more because, like I said, I like to dance and I don't like to bump and grind dance, Yeah, you know, like many people of the younger generations. I like to partner dance. I like to dance with somebody who can communicate through dance. <laughs> and I could just tell that Jen knew how to move her body. She knew how to move it to the beat. And yeah, that's what kind of led me at one point to just say... I don't know what my stupid pickup lines back were when I was single, but like <laughs> it's less of a pickup line and more like a, Hey, you look like you need a dance partner <laughs> or something like that. It took him almost all night. Let me just tell you that. It, almost all night. Oh pish my posh. goodness. <laughs> took a while before he finally asked me to dance, but it was fun. It was like partner dance. He was like leading me and it was, it was like, it was a really fun time. And then we ended up walking back, talking until like two in the morning. Stopping at another bar that was playing salsa, salsa type music, music. Which we both had no idea what we were doing, but we we're having super fun. <laughs> yeah. Having a lot. No one was dancing at that bar, but we danced. Yeah. <laughs> And then we walked back and we just sat in the lobby and we talked until 2 a.m. And I had to speak at 8 a.m. the next day. Yeah. But it was just like such a fun conversation of like really diving into like our values and who we are and like, oh, you do this as a PT? Like you, 
like yeah <laughs> it was about just the, the things that started to come up and i was in the stage where i'm like i'm trying to figure out what i want to do for a career i was working traveling pt at that point yeah working in you know smaller communities in minnesota and i was hitting the podcast circuit <laughs> searching for <laughs> movers and people in the pt or health space that do things differently and so i was bringing up some of the people i listened to and you're like oh Aaron Alexander, I know him. Oh, <laughs> other mm-hmm. people like, and I'm like, this is this is cool. She practices similarly to me. She has a lot of the similar, you know, thoughts and way of thinking of people of our healthcare system. Um, I think it was in that conversation that you said something, just like, oh yeah, we've got so many people that just like get together, move together, learn from each other. Like, you should come out. <laughs> and I, I took that as the invite. And in my head, from that moment, I'm like. I guess I'm going out to LA sometime <laughs> in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, we got to the end of that night. Everyone else we saw coming in from the bars yeah. because it was after close and you're like, I have to speak at eight. I got to go. Yeah. Um, and we left. Yeah. We just hugged and left. Hugged, left. I didn't get your number. But I knew. I'm just like, I'll be able to track her down. I ended up searching my flight. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was supposed to leave right after her talk. The girls were really fun, you guys. Yeah, you try to pedal that line all you want. But um, I started hearing whispers because after the final talk of that day, like we went out to this barbecue place. Yeah. I saw you with your bags. But then I heard some people whispering like, oh, Jen's staying another night. Like, so fun. And I'm like, great. We get to dance more. That's <laughs> like, yeah. All, all that was on my mind, dance. Love dancing with good partners. And here's the thing. People say there's a there's a, a lead and a follow in dance. And I don't exactly completely agree with that because when I danced with Jen for the first time, and this has happened seldom times, and you can just tell when you're dancing with somebody who is really good and they communicate with you in a way that like encourages you to lead in a different way or do different moves that you've never really done before, and the first couple times we danced, like I'm doing moves and doing things with you that I've never done before. So I'm like, I'm not necessarily fully leading this because I've never done these things before. Mm. And that's where I always see dance as like a communication. Like, yes, if I'm the lead, I set the platform and then I'd let you talk back in a way that... <laughs> so it was a very interesting powerful connection just through the dance it was a very powerful connection and then the communication and i mean we dove into our personal core values right away we talked about family and travel in and that first conversation and I'm what like, we you know really value in life and yeah. what we believe and we talked about religion and i mean we did end up growing up having the same religion and yeah both were raised catholic, catholic families and stuff but and it was just like so many things just hit and we were both in a place where we're like you know i came out of a crazy relationship that was also very public and i had to tell him like listen you know when he was coming out to la this is a public situation i'm kind of like unveiling and allowing myself to process openly because it's helping a lot of women be able to process you know (laughs) coming out of infidelity and what that means and it's not about you and you know standing in your worth and your value and all these things. And so he was held I'm like, sp- okay. Yeah. Held space because for all of it. I also didn't think I really knew what I was getting myself into, but 
maybe not. <laughs> but, but, but it was fine. But like, we were both in a place where it was like, I knew what I wanted and just didn't have time for BS. And you were also in a place where like you didn't need anything. So it was like, if it wasn't going to match who you were, then. Yeah. I mean, I was all in on jumping all in because I'm like, that's the way to find out. And yeah. even my brother had been telling me like a lot of, in my previous relationships, I just like got in this rut of not diving into the deep stuff right away. Yeah. Which like you said, that's what we did literally in those first conversations, the first two nights we met. Yeah. And yeah, I was on a plane to come out to LA three weeks later. Like I said, I was working traveling work. I was on like a three and a half day schedule. And so I had some flexibility to like take a half day off and come out for, you know, four or five nights or so. And came back out a couple of weeks later <laughs> i mean we had i will say that first weekend float i had no expectations which is hard i feel like as a woman to like just let yeah. go of everything but i was just like you know it was pretty early on for me so i was just like no expectations whatever we're gonna have fun and we did and the weekend like ebbed and flowed like better than i could have ever imagined which is i think what's good about having no expectations yeah <laughs> and i remember texting your girlfriend after that weekend and I said, is this what people mean when they say, when you know, you know? And she's like, girl, you crazy. You just met him. <laughs> yeah. And I had similar conversations. And <laughs> it's funny because I had friends that knew who you were. And I was, yeah. I had a dinner or something with Ariane and Pete. <laughs> and they were both over. We're cooking together. They were super into cooking and food, which again, is another thing I love to do, cook. And... I said something, I believe this was after the first time I, I had come mm -hmm. out to visit. It might have been before. I don't, I don't remember the exact timeline, but I had something just like, I think I met someone. And I think that, I think that this is it. <laughs> and Pete immediately turns around. And he's like, I think I know who it is. <laughs> he's like, it's Doc Jen, isn't it? Because, uh, yeah, I guess they had followed you, yeah. which was another thing. I, I wasn't on social media. I didn't so follow I other PTs. Didn't I didn't I do any of the social media <laughs> stuff because I thought it was a bunch of yeah. manipulative crap, honestly. Yeah. And then I met you and other people that were using it as a very powerful, positive tool for change. Um, but yeah, so we were both like our mindset from the beginning was this, this is it. Mm -hmm. Let's explore this. Let's mm -hmm. dive in. And I moved out to LA three months later, really three and a half months <laughs> three later. Three and a half months later. About three and a half months, we traveled to Italy and Spain because I, you know, canceled my contract, so I'm not working. You're pretty much working, you know, remote, remote or yeah. for yourself at that point. Went on a you know two week two week European trip. Got out to LA, and then yeah, started to to get to work on getting to know each other, yeah. what it felt like to live together, to be partners. Um, He's waiting for his PT license to come in. So he started my, to like, yeah. you know, do coaching and, and personal chefing on the side. And I know, start I got building. some personal chef gigs. Yeah, start I building stuff. Starting to try figure out how I can afford being out in LA because I was just out of school still. So I'm like, I don't have a ton of just like savings sitting there. We went yeah. on this European trip. But then we get to LA where things are a bit more expensive than, than in Minnesota. <laughs> rural Minnesota. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, spent the next six to nine months working 
on trying to build my own business and clientele, which I did really. I, yeah. got, I got to the point where I was having 14 or 15 of my own visits mm-hmm. a week. I had gotten a contract gig at like a PT office, which mm-hmm. I loved that office. It was fun to work there. Ended up getting rid of that because between my own person, personal clients and the personal chefing gig, I'm like, great. Like I'm comfortable now. And then COVID hits. Yeah, 2020. So you can't work with pers- in person with people anymore. Yeah. You know, it completely changes what you were building and, and what you had. And so, but at the same token, it was like all of a sudden everything was online and mm-hmm. everything was turned online. So then everything I was building started to kind of blow up a little bit more. And yeah, there's just so many more people I looking just for a solution. didn't have the capacity to really do a lot of it. And so yeah. I remember you like, oh, you have like 300 emails. Should I go through some of them? And I was in like- In one inbox. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just ignore those. There was like six, seven, eight hundred. I think every time we tell the story, the number grows, but there was a lot of emails just sitting there. And I'm an inbox zero kind of guy. If there are unread emails, there is something I need to do for that email. Yeah. Well, and you're just like a, like I need to be doing something. And so since everything had kind of like dropped, it was like, I need to be doing yeah, something. Everything dropped for me and I was still confused on what exactly I was going to do. So um, then you started taking things on and then. I just said, I'm going to go through all these emails and yeah, started finding things that could bring in more business or be opportunities that Jen might actually want to take. Well, and then you just started looking at holes in what I had created because again, business over my head. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have anyone helping with customer service. So I'm like, we need to help. We need to get someone on customer service. I mean, we did, but like not like a lot, not like a full time. Like me and Mo were kind of doing it. <laughs> Which resulted in 600 unread emails. Well, that was work emails. That wasn't like customer service. That was like... But customer service should screen those. Yeah. This is where the this is where the business <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There were holes, okay. As because our customer all- service person now maintains the Yahoo inbox and like yeah. screens all those and you know, so started to build up the team a little bit to take things off Jen's plate so she wouldn't need to worry about looking at all these emails that come in every day. Yeah. Like there are close to a hundred emails that come in a day into different respective email boxes, probably more when you include all of our emails. And so, you know, it's like, take some of that off the plate, start to organize the thing, get weekly calls with the team. So we know that we all have a direction. Yeah. Well, he started to build a team. He started to build structure on the back end. He started to really see, okay, what could be maximized? What could be, what could, what could work a little bit better? Um, And give everyone perspective roles so that you're not taking on so much and doing it poorly, but you're more focused on what you can be doing and doing it better, um, which was everything, right? But we had, it was me and like two other contractors that I had at the time, yeah. and that was it. Um, and so building a team out and really understanding how it could flow a little bit better, really mm. organizing things on the back end so that everything had structure and a place to be, like it was pretty it was definitely everything that I was missing. And so Dom yeah. was like crucial. And then that's when he was like, well, let's make a podcast. Yeah. Let's, let's do the optimal body podcast. And I, mean, I was feeling overwhelmed already. Like there's <laughs> too much already going on. If we're going to do this, like this is going to be your baby <laughs> that you're yeah. taking on. Which essentially like COVID quarantine had started. We're locked away. Yeah. It's 
early 2020. And so we batched out the first eight episodes, launched April of 2020. That became a part of the, of the flow, you know, having episodes. We started out doing one episode a week, transitioned into doing two episodes a week, since we had Dante, we transitioned back to doing one episode a week. Thankfully. But yeah, it was an area that we hadn't reached as a way to connect with an audience, you know, in more more in depth and make them feel like they get to know you a little bit better. Well, and my whole point is like, it's so hard to reach everything on Instagram, you know, where it's like, I will give you exercise, but who's reading the caption as to why this is important or when this doesn't mm-hmm. matter or what di- like anterior pelvic tilt isn't a diagnosis. And I want people to understand that. And so being able to create, have a platform where, okay, we can get a little bit more education out there from research and our opinions and what yeah. we believe can really help in a way that can, hopefully someone will hear it more than they would read a caption. Totally. And and just hear the complexity of certain things. Yeah. Like some people will knock on the podcast a little bit because it's like, okay, you talk all about this and then your ending answer is like, it depends. And, <laughs> and the unfortunate thing is that's the case. Like any, anybody yeah. who has back pain, hip pain, knee pain, like there are six or seven different things you can look at, but it depends on you and your personal body as to which of those six or seven things might be included in the best plan for you, you know, to, to resolve those knee, hip, low back issues. And so it allows for us to talk that through a little more in depth and hopefully give people like the thread that they can continue to pull on or give people a few things to explore. Um, And the podcast, it's just been, it's been a labor of love, but it continues to be one of my favorite things (laughs) that sometimes becomes a a bit of a bear because putting out content for a podcast is a lot. And like, especially these episodes that we do together, you know, finding fresh topics and being able to get up. And sometimes we record two or three or four of them, you know, in a day and Mm -hmm. like going through all four of them and continuing to like have that passion and enjoyment doing it together. It's one of the places I learned the most though, because we read through research on these topics or we get to interview, you know, guests that are experts in the area. That's another thing I love about the podcast. We get to bring in these experts you know, critically ask them questions about their area of expertise and then bring that to you so that it helps round out all of the areas of health, Yeah, you know, that we, that we get to deliver. And so, yeah, that's why we started the podcast so that we could hit areas other than movement and also like have a project together that we worked on. Yeah. Well, and that's when he also kind of like, I had an app kind of put together based on people who were in what we had at the time, which was the optimal body membership, um, they could access an app so that they can get their content, you know, delivered in an app format because that's what everyone wanted. But the app is super limited and it was really only built for members. So it wouldn't be anything that ever grew. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he kind of said, you know, how could, is there a way that we can make this that would actually be something better? Yeah. And that's where we were introduced to, um, you know, people who really help with building apps. And we started to take it on the ground level of saying, okay, if we are going to create something new, what would people actually want? Yeah, And that's where we, from all the programs that I had with the mobility method and the optimal body and people who had gone in through it, in through them or people who had started it, but fell off or people who, you know, were interested, but never took it or, you know, but 
so why? What was limited? What mm-hmm. was missing? If you're in this, what are you still feeling you're not getting? And all the and we got to ask people, people in our community who maybe were just in the community or have been in the community a long time and really get to know what they needed within their bodies and what what they're looking for yeah. and create gen health. And I'm so proud. It's a it is something we're continuously rebuilding and relooking at structuring and redoing and revamping and seeing how we can make it better and better based on what people are needing. But I'm so proud of it because I not only has it already helped so many people knowing that Mm -hmm. we've created something based on what people are truly asking for to just be able to like not have to think, let me just drop in and what can I do for my low back on a day-to-day basis? Like it's everything. That's what i been wanting yeah and some of the feedback that we got you know about the optimal body was like this is great the content is great but sometimes i just don't know what to do yeah and i just want to be told what to do because you know people are used to going to a gym and they just take the class mm-hmm. and tells them exactly what to do and so that's exactly what we did um you put together all these plans and there's plans on gen health for low back hip knee neck and upper back elbow shoulder um, to talk to focus on those specific areas um, and then, a lot of movement restrictions that might be contributing to those specific pains. But then there's plans on full body mobility, yeah. the core plan, which really helps on full core integration and understanding of how to build that core stability. Also, the in pelvic a, floor, you know, all the way up, pelvic floor, diaphragm, and integrate it into movement. Um, and then we have some full body plans that focus on strength, high intensity. So there's really something for everyone within that membership. And then we have the other special courses that have come out on the on the platform to really dive deep into one specific area, yeah. like foot and ankle, pelvic floor. There's another strength-based plan. There's um, the mobility foundations plan that really focuses on self-assessing and then focusing on five different areas that a lot of people tend to have restrictions. So the platform continues to grow. Like Jen said, I mean we're probably on the doorstep of moving into a new kind of revamping of how the platform looks. So it's easier for people to find the content they're looking for and navigate the platform. And and that's super exciting. And as our podcast guests, we always want to give you a little reward. So anybody who wants to try out any membership, whether it's monthly or annual or any of the courses, you can use code optimal 10 to get a $10 discount either on your first month or year membership or $10 off any of the courses um, because we're so grateful to have you here listening to the podcast um, and letting us reintroduce ourselves and yeah. where we came from, what we're doing now. And hopefully you feel a little bit more connected to who we are as humans. You know, We're not just the physical therapists out there saying all this information, but we want to know and understand you a little bit more as well and help you feel a little bit more connected to us because gen health or the optimal body podcast like we're really doing this for you it's not for us so we're hoping yeah. that we connect more with you so that we can build together and that's ultimately what we want to do if you do have any questions or topics specifically that you want us yeah. to cover if you feel like we like, haven't yet yeah we we either had done it a long time ago and maybe we need to do a new episode on it or maybe yeah. we need to dive deeper on it or it's something that we have never covered, um, please email us at gen at gen.health 
or reach out to either of us in DMs, Mm -hmm. you know, just to let us know like, hey, I would love on the podcast if you talk about this. And we can either just like answer that question as a part of an episode, like Q&A style or do a whole episode on that topic. But we really want to create this content on the podcast for you based on what you all need. Thank you so much for sticking around to the episode. I really hope it helped to connect us. And if you feel like other people can benefit from either the podcast information or what Gen Health really is, please pass this episode along. And if you haven't yet and you're in this community, please leave a little quick rating and review. It doesn't have to take much time. It doesn't have to even be long, but it helps us to be able to reach so many more people. So please, please, if you have the opportunity and you've listened to this episode, take a moment, take a minute, leave a little rating and review. We really, really appreciate it.